0: Sometimes it feels like, for myself, and I know for my clients, that no matter what they do, they can't get the result that they want. And sometimes that can really take us to a place of feeling um, upset, feeling guilty, feeling shame, like maybe we're not meant to have that thing, or maybe we aren't good enough to have that thing. What I want to do today is talk about some of my own experiences in the last little while, And how I can really flip those and see them in the phrase that Abraham Hicks used, which is everything is always working out for me. Okay, and they're not probably things that initially you would think would be like working out, their plans canceled, a lot of plans canceled, but I want to show you how it's actually my body supporting me. And when things don't happen for someone on their wellness journey, oftentimes. It's feedback from the body, okay? So in this episode, I'm going to talk about, in a way, failing forward and what that can look like for life in general, but health and wellness goals too. So tune in. You're listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, R.D., as a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier, and now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion, learning to live with post-concussion syndrome, illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family. And all this with three kids under the age of 10. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy with Kathy Richards-R.D., So it's been a while. I feel like I'm saying that at the beginning of every episode. Um, At the end of the last episode, I had just experienced um, a fall and I had hit my head and re-concussed myself. So if you've been following my journey for the last few years, in 2019, in February 2019, I suffered from a concussion it wasn't a dramatic um, story or anything. It was actually a pretty typical day as a mom. Um, but the effects, and it was the first concussion that I know that I've ever had, but the effects from that concussion kept me off work and primarily offline until January of 2021 when I went back to work, and officially this month will be two years um, back you know, at my full time hours. So that was unfortunate. I was cross country skiing on my own. It was early, it was like maybe seven o'clock. Beautiful day. It was in March. Um, It was cold. So the tracks were slippery. um, But I wanted to get out before the sun really heated things up and made it more sticky. And I just wanted to start my day with some movement that always makes me feel motivated. And I was excited. It was March break. My kids were going to be away for the full week. Um, And that was an agreement that I came to with their dad. So I was really looking forward to that week as my opportunity to connect with people, to really connect in a way that I haven't connected probably since, 2019, to be honest, Um, because during my post-concussion syndrome and this ongoing recovery, my time doing different activities is still really limited. Like I still really have to pace myself. So I had planned, you know, two or three meetings that week to meet up with friends, um, going out late at night or going to a loud restaurant or venue. Those are not places where I'm able to spend a lot of time on a regular basis without having symptoms come up. So that fall on the 11th was unfortunate. I didn't make myself wrong, though. I thought, oh, I could hear my head crack when it hit. I thought, oh, that's not good. So I was still 40 minutes out from being back at my vehicle so I I skied the rest of the way back gave myself lots of time went directly home knowing that like I need to go in the dark I need to kind of be I need to be in quiet off screens the whole thing so I did that consistently for about a week. I went on screen just to call clients, had some client sessions, shuffled things around so I would have more breaks in between clients. Um, And I really stayed at home. I didn't drive for at least a week. I was afraid to drive, actually. And I pulled most of the curtains in my house closed because the bright light was a trigger. So all that to say, um, it was really not how I thought I would spend the time. But I also have to say it was an invitation to come back to my body. So I'm doing some work with uh, my intuitive coach who does um, somatic practices. And we're really focusing on emotional safety in my body that allows me to actually show up and, and share content and share stories and, and inspire you guys, I have to feel safe in my body first. So I just saw that fall as an invitation to come back really just kind of refocus on taking care of myself. And I didn't really make it mean anything else. So how that's working out for me is that's giving me that practice that I need to pay attention to my body. And that's exactly what we do when we embrace intuitive eating. And that's exactly the work I do with my clients when I help them identify what's that next step on their journey. So I was working with a client today and you know it was like failing forward, right? Because they're they're off work. They're they've over stressed themselves. It's kind of like, you know, they're on the edge of burnout, so they've taken some time. And they're actually working with a therapist on identifying feelings and emotions and where they sit in their body and how that feels. So it's a perfect time. For them to come into more body awareness about hunger and fullness. Or even the practice of what type of hunger is this. So, you know, you might see some places I see them talk about five types of hunger. A practice I used to use in the emotional eating groups I ran was three types of hunger. So you have hard hunger, which is emotional hunger, eating in response to emotion or learned behavior. You know, kids celebrate something, give them food, right? Right. Um, The other one was mouth hunger, so that's eating in response to a craving. So you've just eaten, but you find yourself standing at the fridge and you're just craving something, but it's probably not food. Mouth hunger can also be you go into the staff room on your break to get a drink. There's desserts from you know a leftover function, and then you think you need to eat some. That's an example of mouth hunger, right? Or you walk by a bakery and the door opens and then you find yourself in the bakery. The third type of hunger is actually like physical hunger. You're lightheaded. You don't feel great. You know, your body's giving you that feedback that it's time to eat. So what we were able to work on as a goal for this client was just to start to notice what their body was saying at different points in the day about hunger. Were they hungry? If they were, can they identify what type of hunger? And that's the main focus, is just to build that self-awareness. So I feel like my concussion symptoms, it's just a reminder for me to get back into my body and build that self-awareness. So for example, today on my lunch break, I've been avoiding going outside a lot because of the sun, it triggers my head. So today I thought my lunch break. no, I'm going to move. I would love to go outside. It's going to be icy and freezing rain tomorrow. So let's go outside. It feels great to be in the fresh air and the sunshine. I got about halfway through my walk and I felt nauseated and my head hurt. And yeah, my symptoms were triggered because my body's giving me the feedback that "Mm, we're not really ready for that right now we're not really ready for that bright light but let's take a step back we can still do activity on the treadmill in the house we can still take rest breaks between clients but my body is speaking to me and I feel like it's a gift that I'm really able to hear it for years you know for years and years and maybe it's less for people now post-covid but for years and years you know I struggled with even identifying if I was hungry, tired, or what was going on, right? Like I was a mom working full time with three kids under the age of um, six with a spouse that wasn't working. And, you know, if I actually had to stop and identify, oh, what am I feeling right now? Like I didn't see the point of that and I didn't see how that could fit into my day, But the gift that this post-concussion syndrome has given me is I'm much more aware of how I feel in my body. And then I have the choice, and this is the same for everyone. We have the choice at any point during the day to reset, to like stop, do four box breaths, reset, and make another choice, right? Like, so if I want to keep pushing, I can do that, but I know that's not going to feel well. So today, what triggered You know, what triggered the symptoms that I had? Was it just the bright light? No, I was able to check in with myself on the walk and think about, yeah, it's probably the light. It was probably, I've been getting less sleep, like eight hours, but still less sleep than my body needs right now for recovery in the last couple nights. Um, I stayed up late last night by accident. I thought I could register my kids for a, a summer camp, but it was tonight. I had my dates wrong. But that pushed my Sleeping clock out of whack, and I didn't get enough sleep. So I didn't get enough sleep. I, you know, exposed myself to bright light. Maybe I hadn't eaten close enough to my walk, but it was a chance for me to think okay, what were all those factors that led to this moment, and how can I fix them next time? So it's always working out for us, right? Like our body is giving us feedback, and it's actually working out for us. And another thing. That made me think about that quote. And I have that quote on my wall. So the kids see it. We talk about how everything's always working out for us. And we often play that game on the way to school with stoplights, right? Um, We're going to get the green light or if we get the red lights because we needed to hear something on the radio or we needed a few more moments together. You can look at it from all those perspectives, right? So this weekend coming up in Canada where I live, it's Easter weekend. So we had planned a trip to visit my father. We just spent um, a weekend with him uh, two weekends ago for the celebration of life for my mother that, who passed in 2020. Um, and it was a lovely visit and a lovely celebration. We flew because of my concussion. It actually was okay for me to fly. I was in an airport, so I was in loud, you know, big echoey kind of spaces. Our travel got delayed, which if you've ever traveled with me, you'll just laugh because that's kind of how it goes when I travel. Um, But that allowed me to see like, oh, okay, I can travel and I can feel pretty good. Two days in, so we had our big travel day, then we had our big celebration of life big you know open room about a hundred over a hundred people loud you know a couple hours for that event the next day I was dead I was nauseated I really had to rest a lot I did not feel good which was good because I'd given myself an extra travel day an extra day of rest before the kids and I traveled again so this weekend for Easter we were gonna drive not nine hours to where my dad's house is but four hours to where his wife's house is As a way to have, you know, continued time with family and enjoy that time, but cut the drive in half to help with my symptoms. But my walk today gives me feedback that I'm not ready to do a four-hour drive. It takes a lot out of our brain to drive and to focus and to see all the other cars and notice things. And then you've got sun reflecting off the, you know, the dashboard all those things contribute and we don't really notice and then you've got noise with kids in the car, right? So the brain has to process all of that and that's going to be too much. So the walk today supported me in in recognizing that, but also a message I got from my father yesterday saying that they had to suddenly leave um, her house and go back to his house for a funeral also supported me. So At first, I was frustrated, like the kids are going to be upset. We talked about it. We had our plan. I booked a really cute Airbnb, was really excited to go and be near water and just have this like, you know, almost like an exhale, right, for the weekend. But now I see clearly that everything's always working out for me. The factors that have lined up, you know, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, not good on that end, but the factors that lined up, it's just the universe supporting me in what I need to do. So I still have choices to make. I could offer the kids to have that weekend with their dad so they could, you know, see family, but I know that I can't travel and that's okay. And it gives me time to focus and to relax and to do things that support me creatively that are filling up my bucket. I'm painting, I'm, um, p- yeah, painting, doing crafts with the kids and things. And there are things that as soon as I'm in them, my body relaxes. And I recognize that that's what my body needs more of right now. So I want you to think about those things that you think aren't working for you and how it's actually the universe supporting you and how things are always working. So for some of my clients it's that they're not losing weight and they come to me and they say like this isn't working I'm not losing weight. But your body's actually supporting you. Your body's keeping you safe. It's recognizing like all those crash diets that you did taught it like, oh, no, we're not going back into that. We're going to hang on and conserve. So our bodies are super smart. And if we're able to support our body in a way where we can reduce that stress response, and there's so many different ways to do that, we can get our body out of that stuck response and help it recalibrate to see where your set point is. And that's a weight that your body maintains comfortably without overexercising or under eating. It's kind of a weight where you kind of live and enjoy life and your weight stabilizes. For some people, once they become intuitive eaters, that may be some weight gain. And for others, once they become intuitive eaters, that may be weight loss, right? so. There is no right set point. There's no calculation to say what your set point should be. But in the process of recognizing that your body's always giving you feedback. We can break down what that feedback means. So if you need help to figure out like what's happening, why isn't, you know, this doing what I want it to do, book a joyful eating call. They're free. You can look in the show notes and get the link. You can go to any of my social media and I have the link on there as well. And I'll really help you get to that next step in what your intuitive eating journey looks like. So for that client this morning, that looked like just starting to identify like what type of hunger do I feel? Because most of us, we don't take that time or the energy to focus to even have that awareness during the day, right? So having awareness of what's happening in our body is is step one. And even it could even be starting with like really being mindful with a meal and really tasting the food and the textures and, you know, maybe learning that you don't like some foods. Like there's so many different ways to start in the intuitive eating journey. So if you need support, reach out, book a Joyful Eating Call. If you are interested in coming into a group, support around that, my hybrid um, expansion program, which meets once a month, and then you still have access to me through Voxer once a month. That is going to open a new pod in a few weeks. So stay tuned for more information on that. But book a a free Joyful Eating Call. I'm happy to support you, um, get you started on the intuitive eating journey and see just how great the universe is really supporting you and how things are always working out for you. All right, guys, I wish you a wonderful rest of your week or weekend whenever you're listening to this. And, and hopefully I'll be back soon and my symptoms will allow me to share more with you in the, the weeks and months ahead. Thanks for listening. And if you know someone who would resonate with this, please feel free to share. And that's it for today's episode of Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy Podcast with Kathy Richards-RD. If you found this helpful and you have a friend who may also find it useful, please feel free to share it with them. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast player because every month I choose one lucky reviewer and they get a free 60-minute one-on-one intensive where I help you identify The one thing holding you back from your health and wellness goals. Curious about intuitive eating? Ready to have more joyful eating without the guilt? Then go to my website and click on the link to book a free 30-minute call where I'll walk you through the first step.